0: You are now listening to Financial Fornicating with Madam Money and Friends, the podcast where controversial cash conversations and fun financial tips are shared for healthier relationships with your money. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be big mad or laugh out loud. Either way, we're about to learn something.
1: Let's go. All right. Welcome to Financial Fornicating with Madam Money and Friends. I am your host, Tara Jackson, and I am with my new co-host, Marky, excuse me, Mark, oh, wait a minute, Mark Kevin Fortson. I was going to say Marky Mark in a funky bunch. Y'all, y'all, don't, y'all, don't, y'all don't listen to that in the South. Y'all didn't listen to him in the South?
0: No, y'all, he didn't get no play down here. You would get laughed off the block if you was to pop some Marky Mark in the funky Are you bunch in your, me? In, your, in, your, in your CD deck. Yeah.
1: man i'm trying to tell you i no listen to his music i ain't listen to his music but he was fine oh that's all i gotta say yeah.
0: oh lord have mercy you know yeah. what you see he, he take you take a couple of biceps a couple of you know a couple of a <laughs> couple of ab ab muscles and all of a sudden oh he's just, he, um, he, yeah he, it, really, it really only takes no
1: some ab muscles that's no all. musical
0: talent whatsoever that's why i was like i like biggie Biggie was big, made it cool to be big, you know. He need all
1: that, he made it cool to be big, but he couldn't sing either.
0: But people liked him, he had ladies.
1: Oh, because he had a lot the of ladies. Money. You, do, you do realize that <laughs> if he did not have the money, he would not have gotten the ladies. You do realize that's not this. true. Are you Women kidding like
0: me? talent? Women like talent,
1: okay. He had talent. Like talent,
0: he had a lot of talent,
1: but if it wasn't for the money. If it wasn't for the money, come on, come on, you know, you know, and that's I for all need of to, us. I would neither admit nor deny that. I think a lot more money would make us all ten times more attractive. Oh, just you like that, so. like in two thousand, like two thousand twenty-two, the end of two thousand twenty-two, right? There was that mm. big Lensa crave that you paid like seven dollars and ninety-nine cents <laughs> for a three-day trial. I admit it. I did it.
0: You did, did it. it. Didn't you? you made did. a cartoon. You made a, a slender cartoon version of yourself, didn't you? Look,
1: we all get our that's motivation. All, that's all it's doing. We all get our motivation in different ways. Don't judge me, okay?
0: You know, you know what's funny about that tar? I actually just put up a a, a post on Facebook about Linda. And I did, I said Linza ain't doing them but showing y'all what y'all would look like if y'all was thin. That's it.
1: But I'm saying it's true, <laughs> but that ain't it, that ain't
0: y'all. That it ain't it ain't, gives don't me look like it y'all. gives
1: me motivation. Like, why am I going to go to the gym? To look like that Linda cartoon.
0: Because somebody's gonna need to see you in real life one day. That's why.
1: I'm still cute. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> that's called that's called catfishing. I believe that's what they call that.
1: Oh that's
0: catfishing.
1: Linda got Lisa. us catfishing. Oh,
0: that yeah, Lisa, is Lisa,
1: hilarious.
0: I, I got a friend of mine on Facebook, no lie. Now she's a beautiful girl, you know, but she's she's beauty, she's beautiful on the inside. And uh-huh. uh <laughs> Yes, she she's beautiful on the inside, but she did that Linda thing. And uh, I came front, her pictures were really nice. And I was like, if she was the drop of bat, maybe 20, 30. You said 20, 30? At? 20 or 30, yeah. I, that, but that's what, the, that's what the Linza app looked like. Like, I ain't talking about like five or 10. Her lens of F, she had dropped like 20 or 30 pounds. Wow. So,
1: well, like I said, big. maybe that will motivate her to, you know, lose. Okay, maybe not. But, yeah,
0: if the if the scale don't motivate you.
1: Well, damn. You know, if, well, if, all if, I can if say this,
0: if this don't motivate you. Wow.
1: All <laughs> I can say is that my lens of pictures weren't that far off. They did make me look like a white girl in some of them, but they weren't that far off. And I'm you'll notice, you, lenza Lin- gives you a whole lot of them and some of them just ain't that that cute. No. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So we picked the ones that we feel are the most attractive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, y'all did pay, th- we paid $8 for that.
0: $8 for that? No. $7.99. Hey, and y'all think y'all look like that for real. Some of, y'all, some of y'all think y'all look like
1: that for real. I do, in my mind. In my mind. I'll always look like Linza. I don't care. I don't care. Anyway, we're talking about today. We're talking about the alternative to alternative ways to invest. Right? Investing is a big thing right now. If you want to build your money faster, you have got to invest. You cannot just save it and expect to be a millionaire. You have there's relative risk, but you have got to invest. Whether it's the stock market, whether it's real estate, whether it's business investing is the way to go, even to diversify your money. And you know, a lot of people, they're getting out of the stock market because it's so volatile. I still love the stock market. When it's volatile, everything's on sale as far as I'm concerned. That's another episode. But a lot of people are getting into real estate investing. And uh, you know, with the real estate investing, you have your buy and flip, you have your buy and hold, um, you have several different things. But today, we're going to talk about making money through mobile home investing. Have you heard about that before? I'd never, mm. never even thought not, about not it. Never even thought about it. Not mobile homes, no. Not mobile homes, right? So right. I just thought that was really brilliant because i never thought to invest in mobile homes. And in the financial arena where you know where I am, it's looked down upon a little bit because it's considered a depreciating asset, like a car, right? Because it's not on, uh, where do you go? It's not on necessarily, you know, the ground or in the earth or whatever, but it is a great way to make money. And we have an amazing guest today. Um, Her name is Rachel Hernandez. I call her the mobile home investing queen. She is the know-it-all for this. And so we want to invite her to the show. Hello, Rachel.
2: Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Tara and Mark Kevin. I really appreciate it. That's your new welcome, name, Mark. Welcome. Mark
1: Kevin. <laughs> Mark,
0: Mark Kevin.
2: I was Mark just telling Kevin. her a few years ago,
0: people started calling me by my full government name, and I don't know why. Probably because just... you probably because
1: you have it on your Facebook.
0: <laughs> you know what? That Maybe that's what it is.
1: That's what it is. People, <laughs> is people call me Tara Money Jackson all the time. And I'm like, why do you all say that? Because it's my Facebook name. <laughs> See, Facebook got us all twisted. But thank you so much, Rachel, for yes. coming on the show to talk about mobile home investing. You know, we're, a lot of us are getting into real estate investing. We love real estate investing, learning about it, but no one's really talking about investing in mobile homes. And so I love that you are in this field to help educate us about it. But before we get too involved into talking about that, let's talk about you for a little bit. Tell us about you and how you got involved with mobile home investing.
2: Sure. No problem. Well, basically I started actually in real estate investing at a very young age, uh, pretty much right out of college. And um, I was actually a corporate account business executive for Fortune 500 corporations. And I first started um, investing in real estate by being a bird dog. So basically a bird dog is someone who goes out and finds deals for other real estate investors. So I'd go to my local real estate investment club, try to find some investors who are looking for some properties and ask them what they wanted, and I'd find those types of properties for them. So I'd talk to the sellers and then bring deals to them, and then I'd get paid if they ended up closing on those deals. These were in single-family homes primarily. From then, I wanted to build up more cash. So I actually got into wholesaling these single-family homes. So basically, the difference between a bird dog and a wholesaler is a bird dog. You just kind of go out meet people say oh here's a deal you want it or not and you you have your buyers as a wholesaler you actually put the home under contract like written and then you basically assign your interest to your buyer so basically you're taking on more risk as a wholesaler and i did that for a couple years in single family homes and then once i built enough cash for uh, buy and hold uh, properties, I went into single family homes and bought and held single family homes as a landlord. And then from there, I kind of got burnt out. I actually uh, brought in property managers, but I still had to manage the managers when I had these single family homes. So I was at a point in my career where I was like, you know what? I got to just stop and see what else is out there. And um, mobile home investing came on my radar. And so basically, the rest is history. I sold my entire portfolio of single family homes, cashed out, used that cash to invest in mobile homes. That was in 2007, which is when I started investing in mobile homes. And it's 2022. And I've been investing in mobile homes ever since.
1: Great. So you have, um, you you have been doing mobile home investing for a long time, and now we're hitting 2023. And, um, why is it? Why do you feel that it's looked down upon on in the real estate realm? And I think I talked about it a little bit um, to do mobile home investing. You would think mobile home investing um, would be the you know a good idea.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the, you know, the ideas shaped, uh, from, you know, watching media, television, movies. That's one of the reasons why there is that negative stigma. If you think about the movie Eight Mile, uh, Eminem starred in, he, he, you know, he's a musician. Everyone thinks that is actually a mobile home. It's, you know, they call, you know, they, they think it's more of a low-end type of clientele. And in reality, that's actually a trailer park. But just like single-family homes, homes, there's different types of neighborhoods when it comes to mobile homes. So you have your low end, you have your middle of the road, and then you have your high end type of communities. So you've got your five star, three star, and then two and one star types of communities. So there's a range, but unfortunately it's looked down upon because of that negative stigma that people see in television, in the movies, thinking it's those type of people who live there and that's the only type of clientele more lower end and honestly the people who actually grew up in these mobile home communities mobile home parks is generations they continue to live in those communities continue to live in mobile homes and i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of real estate investors just kind of look down upon mobile homes also the fact that they see it as a depreciating asset there's a couple of different ways to buy mobile homes. The way that I do it is how Lonnie Scruggs, who was my mentor, he's considered the godfather of mobile home investing, bought these homes. I just bought these homes as personal property, not attached to land. The land is actually owned by the communities, the parks. And so they are owed lot rent by whoever's home is sitting on top of there. So basically, it's seen as personal property, which is the same as a car. And some investors, a lot of investors actually say, well, that's a depreciating asset. You know, what if I want to go and sell it, you know, five, 10 years, it's going to depreciate in value you. My answer to that is it's cash flowing in right now. And it may not, you you don't know what you're going to be able to sell it in five or 10 years because the market goes up, the market goes down. A couple months ago, I sold a home that, um, I, I made cash on it. I made $40,000 of cash and, you know, so you can't just say that, you know, it's a depreciating asset and it was actually valued less by the tax appraiser than what I sold it for. So, um, it's very subjective. So I I will say there is definitely a negative stigma attached to mobile homes now, and it still continues. So,
1: um, uh, Mike, Mark, um,
2: Kevin Mark,
1: you're Mark today sorry you're Mark today um, he's got he's got his suit on so he's Mark today um, Mark I'm gonna let you ask the question but um, to me that's like that's like saying well I'm not going to do a rent a car business because the cars are depreciating items. Well the object of that game is that you're getting revenue for people renting out the car right mm-hmm. So to me that in my mind mobile homes, are the same thing. Yeah, they may depreciate over time, but I'm still getting revenue for people living in those homes if I rent it out or I can sell it as well. Um, So I I get that, you know, it's generating revenue. So I I like that. Uh, Mark, did you have a question?
0: Yeah, I was wondering, like, um, because when she was talking about, um, you know, trailer parks and mobile homes and things like that, like, I honestly didn't know the difference I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, mobile home is just a mobile home, but then you started naming the different uh, levels of mobile homes and trailer parks and things like that. So what, on the low end, what could one of those mobile homes go for? And then what could they go for on the high end?
2: Right. And it honestly, it really depends on the area. But if you're thinking about low end, we call those trailer courts. And the history of mobile homes is actually they were for the wealthy in American history because the wealthy had the ability to buy these homes and transport them and move them across the country because they wanted to explore America. So it was actually for the wealthy. And it was just over time that that stigma changed, you know. But on the low end, if you want to think of what type of clientele is that that uh, movie 8 Mile, And they call them trailer courts. They're kind of like they call them like kind of like the bullet mobile home. They're like they could be silver. Those are built in the 1960s, I believe. And unfortunately, those ones um, still have aluminum wiring, which was outlawed by the federal government because they are prone to fires. So um, those are very old, but they are still around in these trailer courts. So again, um, what something like something like that could go for, it depends on the market. But you know, I, I, you know, I have a mentor and she's bought a mobile home for as low as $500, those older ones. Okay. Now on the higher end of the scale, you know the sky's the limit. Um, I had a student who told me that I believe it was in California. There was a mobile home that went for I think it was over a million dollars. So you know you're 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 talking you know West Coast East Coast you know middle of the road. It really depends on the market and the location. Where, where are and you what- located? I am in Texas. I'm in San Antonio, Central Texas. Mm-hmm. So um, here it is very uh, mobile home friendly. Uh, there's a lot of manufacturers here as well, too. And we're, you know, we're centrally located in, in, in the United States. So
1: So if I were to right get now. into or decide I want to get into mobile home investing, how would I start that? Or where would I look? Or where should I look? Or whatever?
2: Yeah, the first thing to do is kind of get educated and start reading some books on mobile home investing. And I have a podcast Adventures in Mobile Homes and I go over the top 10 mobile home investing books. So I would start educating yourself first, but once you have that education, you've read some books on mobile home investing, then the first then the next step that you need to do is learn your market, figure out exactly where you want to invest and Uh, how far you want to go out from where you live. I do a two hour radius around where I live. I don't go farther out than that. There's more than enough business. And then from there, what I did when I first started out, I visited over 200 mobile home parks and I kind of got to know the different types of parks, the low end, the middle of the road, the high end types of parks. And then I went in to talk to the park manager to the and talk to the park owner, because in order to do business, in these parks, you need to get the okay and be on the same level by the person who owns it or manages it. So that's the next step is to kind of get to know these parks and the park managers and owners to make sure they're okay, that you can do business. And that's kind of more of an art than an exact science. So mm. so you said you had a mentor, right? Yes. So how did you get connected with your mentor? uh believe it or not it was actually at a real estate conference and um it was funny because a lot of my past mentors have been uh, men you know, just like Lonnie Scruggs. And she was a woman and we just kind of connected. We both had um, the same background. We were both college educated. We both came from corporate America. So it was just a natural fit. And then she, you know, she just kind of said, hey, listen, if you want, if you have any um, questions, let me know, we could do coffee. So we just started getting together. And then I watched some of her properties while she was on vacation. Then she watched some of my properties while we were on vacation. So it was just a kind of like a good um, relationship that I had. I just kind of fell into it, actually. So I'm an extrovert. So I tend to meet a lot of people when I'm at these conferences. So
1: Yeah, and I'm not. No one believes me, but I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Nobody believes me. I'm I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies. Mark is a, an extrovert. Ah. I'm
0: an introvert. I'm, I'm shy. I'm scared of it's- people. Whatever. I um I like to stay in indoors and everything.
1: He lies. See, I, that's why
0: that's why I need that's why a mobile home would be perfect for a person who is an, an introvert with extrovert tendencies because you can go places and stay at home at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate him. Okay, really, that totally made sense though. <laughs> that totally made sense to me.
0: It's like right. I want to go, but I want to want to go, stay but, home, I... but I want to go. And it's like a mobile home would be perfect for that.
1: So I can still go and still be (laughs) home. Okay. That's a good one. That's Mm, a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. I'll be here all week. (laughs) He's full of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's good. So um, now is mobile home your last and final investing venture in real estate? Or is this just one segment or do you still do multiple
2: types of real estate investing yeah so basically um it's in my arsenal of real estate investing strategies what i love about mobile homes is that they're mobile so you're not tied to one location so if i had a home in a community in a park and i found out a piece of land that I wanted to move the home to then I could do that and so basically the next step in my uh, strategy is to actually go out and find land and put mobile homes on top of that land um, and then get the cash flow from there as an investor and I, one of the park managers that I've known for years he's actually been in the area for a long time he knows a lot of the landowners so we're actually going out and looking for land on a regular basis but I just love that mobile homes and land they kind of go hand in hand um and then that's the the actually the um what sets mobile homes apart is that they can actually be moved you can't can't really do that with a single family home or an apartment building Mm -hmm. so
1: so if you purchase a mobile home like where do you store it until you're ready to move it onto the land
2: You would actually have to have a location for that. So either you pay someone a fee, kind of like lot rent, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to use their land to have the home sit there, or... um, you know, uh, you would have to negotiate with the seller, you know, until I could find a place to put this, then I can't close on the home, you know, so that, that's kind of one of the things that you have to, you know, negotiate with a lot of people in these mobile home communities, basically they need to sell their homes because they want to go out and live out on land. So they work with the mobile home dealerships, then the mobile home dealerships would call me or the. The park manager would call me. I have a client. They need to sell this home because they want to buy a new home out on land that they're selling to them. And that's where me or a mobile home investor would come in. And I did want to mention, I buy all these homes for cash. So basically, there's no mortgage on these. Everything is coming to me as cash flow. And the lot rent, uh, you know, for the home to sit on that land. Going to the park is actually the responsibility of the person buying the home from me. So basically, I am getting, you know, the cash flow from it. There's no mortgage on these homes that I have.
1: I was just about to ask that is like, is the financing uh, different or relatively the same when you want to finance a mobile home? Or are they, you know, know, from what you say, you can get some for a couple thousand dollars up to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands.
2: Yes. Um, The financing is not the easiest for a used mobile home. Obviously that depends on your credit. So that's where the cat, if you, if you are a cash buyer, you can, you have the advantage because a lot of these sellers, they want to sell right away because they want to just get into their new home that they're buying, you know, or they could be, you know, I need to leave because I need to take care of a loved one and I can't live here anymore. So basically, you know, to wait on financing, if you're an investor, you come in, you have the cash, then you have the advantage. But there are options. If you have a relationship with a small bank or a credit union, there are financing options available. Obviously, you'd have to talk to your banker, but local options do work as well, too.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of uh, fi- uh, credit unions do yeah. offer mobile home financing, um, which is different than your your, your uh, traditional real estate investing because of the type of um asset that it is um or liability that it is whatever you want to call it or think about it right so I you know I'm thinking about if I go into a mobile home and there is someone that's selling the mobile home or I put a mobile home in a park then I can rent that out to someone that wants to live in there and the rent is probably gonna be cheaper than if it's someplace else. Um so that can build up cash flow so then that you can purchase some other um, Mobile homes in cash. Um, also thinking about you know putting that money into getting land. And if you have the land and it's big enough, you can add a few um, high-end quality mobile homes um, there. You know, of course, there there's got to be plumbing and all that stuff for the mobile homes and everything like that. But it's probably the same amount of uh, work or whatever if it was a single-family home and getting plumbing and all of that stuff. So um, I can definitely see the potential. Uh, Mark, did you have anything to add before we wrap
0: up? Yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So you so when it comes to these mobile homes and you want to, you know, plant in, in, in a certain area, how does that work as far as like you have to find a lot? And then you said pay pay like a lot rent or something like that. or Or can you get some land or can you just pretty much post up wherever you feel like it?
2: Right. I mean, there's a couple different ways you can do it. I mean, you can work with a mobile home park and that's what I do right now. I have several Mm -hmm. parks that I work with, uh, if they need a vacant lot filled. And a lot of times they are motivated to fill those lots. I've been around for a while, so they pay for my moving costs. They pay for my hookups. They gave me free lot rent until it's ready to get, um, you know, be put on the market. Obviously that comes with negotiations, but basically you'd have to be on the hook with the lot rent until you can fill it with a new buyer or renter if you're on someone else's land. Now, if it's on your own land, I've seen, and it's funny because you think, oh, these are like sophisticated investors. Not really. A lot of actually, believe it or not, uh, Mark Kevin and uh Tara, the a lot of people who actually buy land they're actually contractors, they just have all this cash and they're able to find a good deal, and then they just put a mobile home like one at a time. You know, maybe every you know, couple months they'll find a used mobile home and then they'll just keep adding. I i, I knew one contractor guy and he's like, Yeah, I'm up to five on my on on, on my, I think he had like um five or six or seven acres and he had up to five homes on there and he just kept adding and adding and adding and you know you buy these cheap you know under five thousand dollars and then you rent them out you know you're getting the cash flow there's no mortgage on it or nothing so um it's like that
1: yeah Yeah. so our double wives they're still are they still considered mobile homes
2: Yes. And I will tell you, I specialize in single wides. If you go for the double wides, which are double the single wides, you know, they're just wider. You will pay double the cost, So double the moving costs, double the plumbing, the hookups, all that. It's just a bigger home. That's why. So. I got
0: you. So, I got you. So let me, can I, can I ask a scenario question before we, before we wrap up? So here it is. Let's say you got a young person from, uh, just got a you know fresh new job they're making a little money now they're looking for their first apartment or first you know living quarters or whatever um do they go do you suggest they go for the new apartment or how 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 often would you suggest somebody a new somebody striking out on their own getting a mobile home or living in a mobile home
2: Sure. That's a good question. Honestly, it would depend on the person and their comfort level, but this is what I see what's happening with the mobile homes. I'm, I've actually bought homes because of this situation, because the young person does not want to live in that home. So basically this is around universities where the parents would, rather than paying apartment fees uh, to an apartment, which are sky high, they'd rather just buy a mobile home For cash, maybe from the dealership, you know, or find somebody selling a mobile home buy it for their son or their daughter while they attend college, they rent it out, you know, and um, they save money in rent. But then the young person graduates, so say it's the daughter or the son, and they don't want to live there. They don't want to live in the mobile home. They're not comfortable or they they maybe they got a job across the country. I end up buying those things. So honestly, to answer your question, it would really depend on the person. Um, I wouldn't suggest, oh, yes, you know, in all cases you should buy a mobile home because it's cheaper. It really depends what's important to that young person in terms of amenities, in terms of obviously their financial situation, but if they are just buying it strictly because it's less to pay uh, uh, in a mobile home in a mobile home community, but then there are issues they're not comfortable with the types of people who live there and all those kinds of factors, I wouldn't um, advise that. So it would really depend on the person and their goals and their comfort level.
1: Awesome. Well, you know, Rachel, this has been very eye-opening. Got my, got my wheels turning about how in 2023 I can look into mobile home investing. So how can people learn more about you, get to know you
2: um, and connect with you? Sure, they can go to my website. It's really easy to remember. It's adventuresinmobilehomes.com. And on there, I have a podcast called Adventures in Mobile Homes. And they can listen to the podcast, read the blog. I also have a free training class that they can sign up for on my website at adventuresinmobilehomes.com. And of course, if they have any questions, they can let me know as well, too. They can contact me there. Awesome. And you are on on all social media or how are you? Yes, I am on pretty much all social media at mobile home girl with a U. Oh,
1: mobile home girl with a U, -U G-U-R-L. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the podcast and helping us to financial fornicate. you know, financial fornicating with mobile homes. That's really awesome. I'm trying to figure out how I can do that in 2023. So. I so appreciate that.
2: Sure thing. If y'all have any questions, you can contact me anytime.
1: Awesome. Thanks.
2: Thank you. I'll talk to you
1: later. All right. Pleasure. Kevin, uh, Mark, that that was interesting, needless to say. I never really thought about, you know, when she said eight mile, I knew exactly what she was talking about. Like, yeah, I don't think I want to, I think I'm too bougie to live there. (laughs)
0: That's all right. Like I said, if you if you, you want know. a better neighborhood, you know, I'm
1: you thinking I might have to. It,
0: if you want to move to a better neighborhood, make sure you got some gas in your house.
1: Right. And then
0: you just get up and pick up and drive somewhere. You drive over do. there,
1: right? So I'm what, thinking What I kind might of have gas to...
0: your house gonna take? Uh... Your, your, does your house take premium?
1: No, I ain't that bougie. <laughs> Look, I said I was bougie. I ain't you saying
0: your, your, your house take ninety three.
1: No, it's gonna take. It's gonna take eighty seven. It's gonna take eighty seven. Come on, let me pull, stop playing. Let me find that. Let me find that
0: you pulled up the Quick Trip in your house,
1: man. Quick Trip. Let like me find a that mug. Oh, that's Wawa where I
0: am. Yeah, I would. I would if I had a mobile home. I would live next to like a racetrack or a Quick Trip or something. I would. I really would. Just like that.
1: And that's my house, house, my house,
0: will never be out of gas.
1: And you know, for those that think that we're very seriously, um, mobile homes don't use gas, so don't try that at home. <laughs> <laughs> Cut these lights out. We almost <laughs> out of gas. Okay.
0: Don't, don't try Cut this. TV on, on. Don't Y'all try this run. on your mobile home. Do not do Cut it. Cut that TV okay? off. You're gonna rub my gas bill up. <laughs> My red on half a tank y'all up here playing I'm gonna eat e. stop <laughs> flushing that toilet so much I'm e. stop okay
1: me. I can't I can't with you anymore <laughs> but that was a great conversation um with Rachel about mobile home make sure you all follow her mobile home girl gurl on social media. She has a free class. She's making it easy for you to do it. Even if you don't execute it now, learn about it. It's something in your arsenal or you know, to help you diversify what you're going to do in investing. We all need to invest something in 2023 marky mark and the funky bunch i mean kevy kez um i'm sorry you're Mark today because you have your jc penny i got my someone. suit
0: that's right it's going back i kept the tag on it too it's going back wow
1: he's going back that is a financial i don't know if that's fiscally responsible or cheap but you know you can say you know i mean if you had the elisa <laughs> app you'd be skinny enough to keep it but
0: <laughs> no don't y'all don't y'all do that that's catfishing that is catfishing. That's Lenza Lin- is the devil. It is. And y'all, never... and y'all sit there and be like, oh, I look so good." That's y'all need me. to see my.
1: Y'all need to see the profile pics that I have with Lenza. I had a good time Let's with Lenza,
0: boy. You wanna, you wanna get snapped back into reality? I'm gonna create a mirror app. That's what I'm gonna create. <laughs> a mirror app. You the look mirror... at Lenza all you want to. I got a mirror app. This is you look at the mirror. That's
1: the mirror. You. The mirror app is your is in your bathroom.
0: There you go. It's and it's big too. It's big. Look at it. On
1: that That's note, true. thank you everyone for watching and for listening to the Madam Financial Fornicating with Madam Money podcast. I am your host Tara Jackson with my co-host. He's Mark today, Mark yes. Fordston. Um, we are. We will see you next time. Keep listening. Don't forget to like, share, follow you know, all of that jazz. Subscribe. We're going to have more financial tips. We're going to teach you how to financially fornicate in 2020. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we we might need to repent and turn from our wicked ways from financially fornicating, but we're going to have some controversial financial topics that we're going to talk about. So yeah, um, since uh, Mark is a minister now, he can keep me in his prayers.
0: Lord have mercy.
1: Absolutely. On that note, thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time.